the dream is real. Yeah. Kendra started off fucking with me already. The dream is motherfucking real. Welcome. Why do you be doing my friend like Welcome that? to Love Land. Jesus. The place where love happens. And it should be falling. I was hoping it don't fall the rest of the show. All right. Yes, it is. The culture, man. Yeah, Kenny Burns here reporting live from Love Land. I love y'all in real life. And I have some people that I love on this uh, situation with me. It's niggery. Start the round of applause going. That's right. Tiffany over there causing hell and havoc. Oh, Lord, Keep Lord, the round Lord. of applause going. Yeah, there we go. Kendra from Kansas City. Y'all going to the Super Bowl. Congratulations. Patty Cake Bakers. Ooh. Taylor, stay your ass off the field. <laughs> That's how we started arguing today, y'all. We were talking about Taylor Swift coming on the field. And sure enough, with the swiftness. Kendra came through. Well, listen, all the players' wives come on the field after they win something. And I got to get that yeah. face. Okay. And they do. And they it ain't do. her fault. They zoom in. Like, all right. She's Taylor Swift. You know, yeah, for all of us who wanted the nigga ball with the Lions and the Ravens, shoot yourself in the pinky toe. All right, keep those round of applause going. All right, my brother Tay Ule's in the building. Tay Ule, what's happening? Bang, bang, minor gang. Yeah, I knew you. See, the West Coast shows up at the most inappropriate times. Cruising down the street in my sixth fall. Jocking the bitches, slapping the hoes. Went to the park to get the scoop. Knuckleheads Knuckleheads out out there, go shoot some hoops. What can it be? A motherfucker known as Kenny B. Okay, all right. Keep those round of applause going. Yes, we love them. We love her. We love her. Yes, child. Home of the remix. Dr. Sugar, how you doing, beautiful? I love the red lip. Hey, y'all. Yes, Mwah, put hey, that on I'm your face. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Amen. Amen. Sending all love humanly possible to you and your family. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, I have a show for us today. Episode oh. 68, Remember the Time. Remember the time. And I want to start off the episode by talking to some of the people that had some uh, things to say in the comments and in the DMs. You know, I really don't address things that don't make no sense, but there's some overarching points that I just want to sizzle in your spirit because I feel like as we get to talking as grown humans, common sense has to play. You know what I'm saying? It has to come into play. We can't just have, you know, just we just saying shit to be saying shit. Not when our lives are on the line, not when people's lives are on the line. Now let's just get to a couple of things. Donald Trump was not responsible for your stimulus check, okay? I hate to spoil all the people's thoughts that Donald Dump literally said, I'm gonna give these people some money and it was just the most genius idea and then y'all went to Gucci Louie and and Huey. But, But I won't say this. He did not. $700? It's a, but they're not even enough. No, it ain't enough. But they was like he he gave us. They was in the comments and in my DM. Well, he gave us the stimulus. He did not give us the stimulus checks. The stimulus checks were given by the majority ran Democrats. And and then if y'all don't remember this, not only did the Democratic government give you them checks, but he held the checks up so he could put his signature on the check. So that willing them and goddamn May May saw his signature because he knew that you was easily tricked. He knew that you was easily, if you saw his name, it'd be Donald Trump. 
and he the one get, but that's not the fact. Also, ladies and gentlemen, I got a DM from a young brother. Now mind this young brother, I forgot his name, and I really want to shout him out because it was the audacity to have communication. And I applaud him for that. Round of applause for this young brother. I, no, I wanted, and, no, T, I, I seriously. I'm really proud of the brother because he wanted to have a dialogue. And sometimes, y'all, I will answer in the form of voice notes. Oh, yeah. I answered in the form of voice notes so he could hear my voice. But the young brother said to me that Biden was responsible for the reversal of Roe v. Wade. I said, well, I said, well, what, 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 how? You know what I mean? Because I'm listening to all the things and we going back voice note, like it was about 10 voice notes because I wanted the young brother to be heard and to let him know here on the Kenny Burns show, we want everybody to be heard, but we want to get to the facts. So as I'm giving facts, he was talking and it was very intelligent. It was very, you know, he had reason to believe the things he believed. But when he got to the Biden administration repealed Roe v. Wade, I said, bro, like that's not true. That's just... That's just not facts. But then y'all, lastly, because we're gonna have plenty of political episodes here on the Kenny Byrne Show uh, this year because it is a very big year in election cycle and we just wanna get to the truth. We wanna get to the truth. Um, but we have to leave the past in the past, y'all. The crime bill that Biden was the architect of, okay, back in the crack era, mind you, Back when complete families were getting annihilated, back when ain't nobody know what this kind of high was. It was no high like the crack high in the 80s. Okay, so when he made these bills, motherfuckers were zombies. Motherfuckers was out here killing, robbing, taking from their family, and it was something that had to be done. Not saying that all was okay with the bill, but we are forgetting a few things, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all are missing big key factors and points that this wannabe dictator and his cronies are taking our history, black history, out of schools. Did you know almost 65,000 women are being forced to have babies that were raped in those cases and made to have those babies? I mean, we're not like, we're not like adhering to like today. This is why I came up with that Soul Food Sunday this past weekend and I made it layman and I wanted people to get the message. But this is where we go wrong, y'all. I mean, this is the same guy that ran his whole campaign, his entire campaign, on building a motherfucking wall so that these motherfucking immigrants couldn't come here and rape and pillage. He's not only doubling down on that now, but he's now convinced his cronies in the government to say that anything that comes to regarding a wall is dead on arrival. Exact words. These are the exact words he used. Dead on arrival. So that means because you not initiating it, because it didn't come from you, Donald Dump, it can't go. That's not somebody that wants something for America, ladies and gentlemen. And then he was Mr. Law and Order. He loved the police. He loved the judicial system until he was being charged with 91 counts of felonious acts. I mean, the man, it, it, if you're not like seeing common sense, y'all, so I- Do you remember, girl? Cause the fuck, I just, on the phone, you, you and me, two, 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 three, 
What about us, girl? Like, what? Can, can I can I ask y'all though? Like, what are we not getting? Because the disheartening thing for me is that, although we had a lot of great opinions and comments, even in our, you know, town hall last week with TKBS Nation, we had a great conversation. A big shout out to Kendra. She let loose on there. You know, Tiffany go down the rabbit hole with her shit. But like, it was a great dialogue. No, this motherfucker, y'all. I, can I can I get a little sister sister story time just real quick? I just I'm sorry. Last night, we trying to get Jamaican. Oh yeah, we trying to get Jamaican. And every time we eat, Tiffany eat. Hello? And we going out to eat at the house. Tiffany live on the prowl. Everybody eat. Tiffany, come on over, get the car, baby. You know what I'm saying? So she going again. So I'm doing the notes for episode 68. Remember the time. Do you remember, girl? And I knew before she walked in the house, I said, Tiff, come here, I gotta ask you a question. She says, what's up? All of a sudden, Jessica come out the back. I said, oh shit. I might not want to ask this question now because it's going to lead to an hour conversation. We're not going to get to Jamaican. It's 6.38. We're not going to get to Jamaican to 9 o'clock if I start this conversation. And show enough, child. We get into this political conversation. When I tell you Tiffany Hamilton Burns in politics, you're not going to tell her nothing. She know everything from 1958 to 2024. <laughs> and it's going down. So big shout out to Tiffany Hamilton. Round of applause. Tiffany, we love you. We appreciate your contribution. Absolutely. She helped. She helped today. She really helped. But I want to ask y'all a question, man. Because, I, you know, I'm getting to the point of like, again, why I created the Soul Food Sunday this past weekend. I was talking about revisiting things that have nothing to do with going forward. We're going to get the relationship soon, but we are revisiting things that have nothing to do with nothing. And how do y'all feel about that? Because I don't think people are getting the message. When I looked at them comments, and when we had the con- when y'all had the conversation, when Tiffany wouldn't bring me on the live last week, it was a- it was an intelligent offering, and people got to an understanding. But what are people getting, y'all? Because I mean, the proof is in front of you. Okay, so you know the the very common saying: if you don't want black people to know things, put it in the book. They are getting all of their information from sources that are not credible. Right. They're not getting anything from credible sources. They're not reading any, um, you know, credible news uh, report. None of that. They are getting it from um, snippets right. on the internet. Yes, snippets clips. Snippets on TikTok, snippets on Instagram, yep. not knowing the entire story. Right. So when people are like that, they operate sounding like they know a little bit, but what they're really doing is operating out of ignorance and they're being defensive. And once a person gets defensive and ignorant, there is no need to have a conversation. Hello? I'm not getting ready to talk to you. You say you saying that a Philippine screwdriver can be screwed in with a flathead. It can't. It's her. <laughs> it's, it's her. And, 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 and the information <laughs> be so personal when it's regurgitated. It's like, mm-hmm. can you find the same energy for the things that are like deterring you from your goals and your dreams? Can you find the same energy when there is a crook running for president? A wannabe dictator. The fucking insurrection was a test run. Tell you like, where are we going with this, bro? Yeah, I'm, I have to piggyback on what Sugar said. Individuals is getting bits and pieces of information. Right. Um, and, and I've said this before. Uh, so many Google scholars, right? Oof, Wikipedia doctrines. Mm. It's it's not information that you could ever seriously. Like when you have a conversation with somebody and they're constantly getting angry. That lets you know they don't really know a whole lot because you have to know both sides of, of the coin, right? Right. I can listen to Fox News and get something. I can listen to CNN and get something and have an informed position based on the facts. If you feel like Biden 
is the reason for Roe v. Wade, and that's just not very good information. Right. It doesn't have anything to do with that as far as, you know, having them repeal that. that that's silly. The crime bill. If you know anything about politics and history, right. everybody, Republicans and Democrats at that time, were trying to throw something out. Right. Because their constituents were saying, hey, look, crack is taking over. Y'all got to do something. And so they, if you understand how bills are introduced, a person may write something right. and say, hey, I want this introduced. And they got a bunch of people to come together because all they're going to do is say, okay, now that I got this one introduced, when it's your turn, I'm going to back that. So that's how they do it. Right. It's not about fighting at some racist and just trying to get black people locked up. Everybody at that time was doing crazy stuff. Obama dropped more missiles, bombs than any president in history. Was right. he a bad president? He was the probably the best as far as harm reduction for us. So when people say Obama didn't do that for black people, you're just not understanding again harm reduction and what a president can and cannot do. Facts. Yo, Taylor. You got to get to your information correctly. Yeah, you have to get to the information correctly. And then when you get the information, you have to regurgitate it correctly. You motherfuckers is putting 20 on the 10 like I've never seen before. And by the way, you know, these Obama haters, child. Do you remember, girl? It's unbelievable. Because look at the. Y'all seen the clip when Obama talked about how he went in and they got Osama bin Laden versus when. Donald Trump went in and fucking got Ali while he with whoever. If you didn't, listen to this. Last night, the United States brought the world's number one terrorist leader to justice. Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi is dead. He was the founder and leader of ISIS, the most ruthless and violent terror organization anywhere in the world. The United States has been searching for Baghdadi for many years. Capturing or killing Baghdadi has been the top national security priority of my administration. U.S. Special Operations Forces executed a dangerous and daring nighttime raid in northwestern Syria and accomplished their mission in grand style. The U.S. personnel were incredible. I got to watch much of it. No personnel were lost in the operation. Well, a large number of Baghdadi's fighters and companions were killed with him. He died after running into a dead-end tunnel, whimpering and crying and screaming all the way. The compound had been cleared by this time, with people either surrendering or being shot and killed. Eleven young children were moved out of the house and are uninjured. The only ones remaining were Baghdadi in the tunnel, and he had dragged three of his young children with him. They were led to certain death. He reached the end of the tunnel as our dogs chased him down. He ignited his vest, killing himself and the three children. His body was mutilated by the blast. The tunnel had caved in on it in addition. But test results gave certain immediate and totally positive identification. It was him. The thug who tried so hard to intimidate others spent his last moments in utter fear, in total panic and dread, terrified of the American forces bearing down on him. We were in the compound for approximately two hours. 
And after the mission was accomplished, we took highly sensitive material and information from the raid, much having to do with ISIS, origins, future plans, things that we very much want. Baghdadi's demise demonstrates America's relentless pursuit of terrorist leaders and our commitment to the enduring and total defeat of ISIS and other terrorist organizations. Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden, the leader of al-Qaeda, and a terrorist who's responsible for the murder of thousands of innocent men, women, and children. It was nearly 10 years ago that a bright September day was darkened by the worst attack on the American people in our history. The images of 9-11 are seared into our national memory. Hijacked planes cutting through a cloudless September sky, the Twin Towers collapsing to the ground, black smoke billowing up from the Pentagon, the wreckage of Flight 93 in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, where the actions of heroic citizens saved even more heartbreak and destruction. And yet we know that the worst images are those that were unseen to the world. The empty seat at the dinner table, children who were forced to grow up without their mother or their father, parents who would never know the feeling of their child's embrace, nearly 3,000 citizens taken from us, leaving a gaping hole in our hearts. That's who I want representing me. I, I don't, listen, no one's going to be perfect. That crime bill was not perfect. Tony Lewis Jr., a great friend of mine, his father, Tony Lewis Sr., we about to do his story. He went away to jail, first offense, for 34 years. It's no way that man should have been in jail for 34 years. But there was a pandemic happening not just in all of our community, but in the black community was being fucking hurt the worst. So, child, just be in Kendra, I'm coming to you because I, I, I got to know, like, you know, we are hell bent on living in the past. We are hell bent on what has happened to us, how it's been so traumatic in our lives. And the only reason it's still traumatic, in my opinion, in our lives, because we're still letting it hold us captive trauma is not meant to be held in my opinion trauma is meant to be felt in its entirety worked through and moved on from huh hello because we are sitting here regurgitating things and that's like one of my biggest projects with all of my mentees stop repeating yourself because when you repeat yourself you're not getting anything done because guess what repeating is it's going backwards you have to do it's about doing us not being able to see literally into the future, but forecasting what we want. It's possible to forecast what you want, but you can't go into the future holding on to the past. And Kendra, you were doing a great job with some of the comments on last week's, you know, town hall with TKBS Nation. But how do we move forward from that? Because I'm, I'm about to move on in our conversation, but I feel like we need to move on as the nation because a lot of us are stuck. I think the best way to move on is to just, you know, it's okay to have a hindsight on what has happened. That's where you get your knowledge from. That's where you yes. get your wisdom from. But from that, yes. you need to move forward and always move forward yeah. on where you need to go and make your goals and, and have educated decisions. Facts. Don't just hold on to the past and and become a victim to it. You have to, you know, 
advance yourself and 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 move forward and and keep that as a learning lesson so whatever you thought happened back then or you seen happen or what happened to you or to us as a people as a nation yeah okay as a people yeah take that with you as a learning tool and move forward yeah so you won't have to go through that again and part of that is voting so we went to where we were kendra i wholeheartedly agree with you and i think that's why people get stuck right because it's not like you're mm-hmm. forgetting the past you're moving on from the past hello you're moving on yep. from the past living in the past got you in your feelings living in the past won't allow you to make to Taylor's point educated decisions you can't make an educated decision holding on to some shit that you know got a hold of you anyway hello hello you might want to rewind that and tattoo it on your forehead but moving on Hopefully you caught my soul food Sunday. This what you say I know, right? Hopefully you caught you know, my. You know what I? You know what I got right there, Kevin. What? You did tattooed on your forehead. That girl that tattooed that boy's face on her face. What is wrong? <laughs> what Christian? She's living in the past because all they even together. No, but they just went through an incredible breakup and I thought it was incredible because she moved on she was out here getting her money well you thought she did I've thought <laughs> see look at here come the devil child the devil always coming in that like, that not that you man named tattoo right here and his entire face and then she laid down in the video and said it looked like she was laying down like okay we snuggling down girl yeah. what he in jail in the, the most of start child y'all done took me back to a place I don't want to go I know but, sorry, but sorry. she she poor baby not she ain't sexy red to me there's a difference between Krishan and sexy red sexy red know exactly what she doing but I think Krishan really got some 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 mental issues because that Absolutely. that that does not make and then and then and the sadder part is our babies are watching this in real time Okay, that's a whole nother episode. Uh, moving on. Hopefully you caught my Soul Food Sunday this past weekend that inspired this episode. I was talking about revisiting the past and how sometimes we spite our future not letting go of the past. So let's start with friends uh, from childhood and college. Um, we all have been through this where we've had friends. And, and when you were a friend in the hood growing up, you supposed to take your friend with you. Your best friend's supposed to be with you for life. We done did shit that don't nobody know about. By the time you get to college, some of those friends fall off just because some don't want to go to college or some don't have the ambition you have. And then and the natural separation begins. But how do y'all feel about that? And have you had experiences? And let's keep it at childhood and college because I got some story time and some other interesting things to talk about with this point. What was you gonna say, Coco? So I want to bring up, I've seen a clip of Michelle Obama actually speaking about this. And she was speaking about how it's okay to bring some people up with you, but everyone is not going to be able to elevate on the same, on the same trajectory. So sometimes you have to leave them behind. And then once you get to the point, the height of where you wanted to be or needed to be, then it's okay to pull someone up. Right. But it's not always the best choice to try to keep those people with you because dead weight can hold you down and then no one to make it up. So right. Or some of them just damn stupid and ignorant yeah, and, and, and goddamn yeah. can't go. 
Every, everyone don't have the same goal. Everyone don't have the same dream. So if my dream is to make it to a certain point, if I get there and I'm able to reach back, that's when you reach back. Everyone's not always going to be right neck and neck with you. That's so you have to keep that in mind. And if they're true friends, they're always going to be there. I still have friends from sixth grade. Wow. High school. We're best friends. Like, and we're all on different wavelengths, but we all have our own individual goals. And Taylor. we work for one another. Wow. Wow. Taylor, you, you know, you was in Tijuana at 14 um, doing your thing. Um <laughs> Do you still have childhood friends that you used to get in trouble with and didn't like make the jump to better in their lives? Absolutely. I don't cut off anybody. I categorize my friends. Ooh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, light skin. Round of applause. You, you're not gonna be on here saying one sentence and not get around round of applause. Shit me. Sorry, continue. Categorize them motherfuckers. For me. I have to categorize my friends. I got the friends who I can have a deep conversation with, and I'm going to call mm-hmm. them for advice that requires deep advice. Yes. I got my partners from the hood who, if I need to go upside your head, mm. I know exactly who to call. That's not me using that person. That's me understand where your place is in my life. Come on. That way I don't have to ever feel like, you know, there may be a time for the person who's in the, who is, you know, still in the hood, still kind of has those ways. I want them to level up. But if you're not there, I'm not going to cut you off. I know, hey, this is where I have you. You're going to still be my partner. Am I going to invite you to certain events? Probably not. Right. Because that's not where you are in life. And I'm not going to have you crash and burn. And I've got individuals who I know we can have deep conversations as couples. Cool. But I don't, I'm not going to ever take you to a lounge and turn up. No, because that's not what you do. You're going right. to bore me to death. So no, I'm gonna invite the people who are the turn up crowd. Yeah, so Tony, Tony gonna get you locked up. Your- you already know for he even go. Man, listen, I know some boys who, <laughs> no, I'm not gonna ever take them to that type of event. You're not going to any company events because you still talking with your hands. Yeah. In silence, these people are not deaf. So no, uh, and I think if you do that, then you still can. I mean, there's people who you know for 25, 30 years. Like, I don't wanna cut that type of person off. No, I feel you. We still got some type of history to where I can count on you for something. It may not just be for the financial advice. It yeah. may be for something else. So if you do that, then I think you run the you you cheapen you won't cheapen the experience of who you've actually met along the way. I like that. Round of applause. You're intelligent, light skinned Negro. You know, you do you Try do it. you do good Try by it. us. You do good by Sugar, have you ever had to cut somebody off? Cause I feel like I've cut a few people off along the way. And rightfully so. Not in the you know, and I think it's more now that I'm thinking about it, I put them in boxes and maybe categorize them to Taylor's point. And I'll talk about as you get older, because that's another part of the show we'll get into. But have you ever had to cut somebody off? Well, like like y'all said, I've had to categorize people or uh, adjust what I decide to share with them or adjust how I right. live in, in, their, in their space and how they live in mine. But there is one yeah. that I had to completely just cut off because... <laughs> the toxicity that surrounded that person was affecting me in such a way right. that I literally moved to another state. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, it was one of the factors that had me leave where I was before I came to Nashville because um, I was in a space where we were very close, but they put me in so many situations and didn't like warn me, like I'm getting ready to do this and this person think I'm here. 
but they really think I'm with you. So if they pull up at your house, this is what oh, put Lord. me in situation. Yeah. You hear me? Yeah. And so I didn't even cut them off. They cut me off for right. something silly. And it was my um it was my exit. It was God. I took it because it was several times, absolutely. It was several times that I could have taken an exit. And I was just like, let me just reroute this GPS. I'm gonna be fine. I'll make it work. They got a good soul. Yeah. They good as gold at the core. But you know, they just got a little no, baby, they was rotten. Rotten. And my parents told me first time they met them, they was like, That's not your friend. And I was just like, Yes, yes, they are. And yeah. they were like, No, it's not. And so now that they, you know, they see how it has panned out, they like, we tried to tell you, sis. Yeah. And I said, I know, but you know, I had to learn on my own. So now I'm at a place where I could easily put that person in a box. But now that person is, when I tell y'all, dogging me. Wow. Like, dogging mm. me. And everybody around knows it's just okay. can't be real. Because Cheryl is amazing. That's right. So... You got to be kidding me to think that you get ready to dog me to people that love me because yeah. they get ready to come for you. And they did it every time. And I was like, oh, yeah, thank God I ain't have to say nothing to this person. Yeah. Listen, child. And it's so real because it's like you, you have these friends and you want to believe that they're good humans. At least. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But you keep doing the same shit. Now you're putting me in harm's way. Now you don't give a fuck about what happens to me. Oh, no, 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 no. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This episode of The Kenny Burns Show was brought to you by McDonald's Best Burgers Ever. McDonald's classic burgers are hotter, juicier, and tastier than ever before. So much so that the hamburger is on the loose. The patties are cooked to juicy perfection. The cheese is perfectly melted. The Big Mac has more special sauce in every bite. They're topped with a pillowy, soft, golden bun. These are truly McDonald's best classic burgers ever. Or in the words of the hamburger, robble, robble. Grab McDonald's best burgers ever before hamburger does at a McDonald's near you. This episode of The Kenny Burns Show is brought to you by Mickey D's. The realest conversations always happen in the Mickey D's booth. Oh, baby, I want extra pickles. Yeah, that's right, extra pickles. And then give me a chocolate milkshake and add some vanilla and strawberry. All the best nights out in with the bite from Mickey D's. Jessica, I can't feel my face. Please, let's go by McDonald's. (laughs)
A full car ordering in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. Uh, excuse me, I said I wanted the quarter pound of cheese. You said filet of fish. I'm telling you right now what I want. A full car of what you want in the Mickey D's drive-thru is just the right amount of chaos. What you want, Kenny? I want uh, a Big Mac meal, 10-piece nuggets, and two milkshakes. Uh, he wants a big And a filet of fish. Boy, what you want? Mickey D's is the affordable answer to taking the whole family to dinner. Everyone's got their own Mickey D's moments. Go on and make more delicious memories today. Time for a little story time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this story starts out in Detroit. What up, though, to all of my Detroit Lions fans? I feel, I feel for you like no one else can feel for you. I know what you have been through, and I'm sending you hugs and letting you know that the dream is still real. But let's go back in time. Way back in time. Uh, there was a... Oh, baby, oh, baby, no. Baby, yeah. That's yeah. what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, ninth grade, right? I have these, uh, two friends, their name, John John and Keith. And if you saw Kenny Burns, you saw John John and Keith. Now I was the light-skinned motherfucker in the crew. They were blue-black and they loved me. Mind you, this was in the middle of the light-skinned, dark-skinned wars. All right, we had fights together. We went to proms, we went to dances. Our boy Dan had a motherfucking Chevrolet with the bubble in the back and said, don't believe the hype on the back, we was outside. This is when we're starting to drink, y'all. We're dabbling a little reefer, that's what it was called. Yes, we were. Okay. You was in ninth grade. Yeah, I was in the ninth grade. Dabbling Yeah, O E, all the things. And you talking about Taoulay? Yeah, yeah. It's okay. <laughs> okay. He's, he's sipping Pinot Grigio right now. Uh, elevation. It's, it's called elevation, but in growth. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm I'm with these guys, and I love these guys. These are my partners, and I'm like, you're gonna be with me forever. This is the mindset when you when you're the youth. Let's just call them the youth. When you're the youth, you just believe everything is gonna be y'all and it's gonna be y'all forever. Ladies and gentlemen, I got some trouble in the ninth grade. Had to move back to Washington, D.C. I was in Detroit going to St. Mary's Reference High School. They found a knife in my locker. Had to get kicked out real quick. Moved back to D.C. Went to Rabot Junior High School. Finished Rabot, came back. We still friends. I go to Benedictine. I was dating the star football team's ex-girlfriend. And one day they had to have me at Malacca, meaning they wanted to whoop my ass. Yeah, they wanted to whoop my ass, but I'm blue black on the inside. And I'm going to fuck everybody up. If You know what I'm saying? They each one teach one. You feel what I'm saying? I'm getting what, and then the next thing you know, somebody comes to the school, put a knife on the principal. I didn't tell them to do the shit. I don't know what happened. Long story short, same time that that's happening is the rivalry basketball game between St. Mary's Ref and Benedictine. And the, the big football motherfucker wanted to fight a little old me. And mind you, it was the girls' game, and Ingrid Jackson was a starting point guard for, for Benedictine. Okay? So I'm in the thing, he got the Houdini hat on. Okay? And then he wants to start some shit with me, and I had Keith and John John with me and Dan, and we in the motherfucking Don't Believe the Hype vehicle. It's going down. Get into a big ass fight. Nonetheless, got kicked out of school again. Long story short, I ended up leaving Detroit for good. Okay? Went back to DC, went to high school. We kept in touch. Went to Atlanta, Georgia in 1992 to go to Freak Nick and change my life. Get to the Freak Nick. My current crew has been my crew since I was a child. From Washington, D.C. Leo Williams, my first cousin. Sabe Burnett, my little brother. 
and a few other people we met along the way. Then obviously Wendell White, who was the financier for the 2620 movement in college. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't talk to Keith and John no more. Oh yeah, we done went our separate ways in life. You know, four, five years is like an eternity when you don't see somebody, you know what I'm saying? So we keeping in touch here and there, and 2620 is taking over Atlanta in a way that it was just unbelievable. So I leave 2620 into my music career. I happen to be in Detroit, Michigan, one night with D-Nice doing Dennis Archer's uh, Glamour event. And we doing this motherfucking event, and I saw Keith and John. I'm like, nigga, what's up? Oh shit, they like, man, man, you been doing your thing, man. Oh man, man, I do, and it's pleasantries. I'm talking about so much, so I was like, y'all, I got a suite at the, the, the new, you know, Motor City uh, Casino. Come through, man, we gonna get some Coney. They got Coney in the motherfucking, you know what I'm saying? We gonna kick it. We in the room, y'all. And when I tell y'all, it went from, man, ah, oh, man, I love you, man. We used to have the best times ever, man. Oh, man, I was so proud of you when you were this. To nigga, you left us to die. Left us to die. Now, mind you, y'all, when I left them, I was in the 10th grade. I was in the 10th grade. This is, I'm 27, 8, 9 years old. This man in my room, now, mind you, it was a little shocking because I'm like, it's them two and it's me in this room. I don't, you know what I'm saying? That, it went from love to fucking I will kill you. You left us here to die. Imagine somebody telling you, you left them there to die. So I, of course, I'm very good with my words and, and got up out of that situation, got them up out of there with they coney. <laughs> but the moral of the story, you don't owe nobody nothing, first and foremost. If you had dreams, now mind you, it was one time when we did go to Atlanta, and I was like, y'all come down to Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Because you're keeping in touch. But if people don't want to, it's like my friend Garnett. We still friends to this day because there's an understanding. He came down to Atlanta. It didn't quite work out the way he wanted to work. So he moved back to D.C. Everybody else blew up, went to the music business, all these great jobs. And and for a while, it was a little weird energy. But you you got to be base your feelings on your decisions. And these guys told me in that, in that case in point, like, you left us here to die? I'm like, Jesus Christ, what, what part of the game is this? Like, how do you... How, have y'all ever had any friends that put the weight of the world on you because of their shortcomings? Yeah, I absolutely have individuals who feel like I owe them something. And I'm always quick to say, I don't owe you anything but honesty. That's all I owe you, to be honest. Right. To be a good human being towards you. But I don't owe, I don't owe you anything to make your life better. That's right. not my decision. Like, you're your own decision maker. Now, I am the type of person that if I have some type of come up or a bag and I feel like that could benefit you because you bring something to the table, I'm not going to just give it to you. Right. That's crazy. I'm not going to ever fumble a bag like that. But if you got something to bring to the table, production, um, speaking, whatever it is, financier, then cool, share the bag. But not because I owe you something because we grew up together. Like, that's insanity. And we're probably the only individuals who think like that. The only ethnicity, I, I would think. And I can be wrong, but... No, 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 no. We we double down on that bullshit. We owe, we owe you something. Yeah. Yeah. We, we double down. And, 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 the, and the problem with that is, 
Nobody owes nobody anything. And if you really want to get down with something, it's a game to be played. It is a game to be played. Life is a game to be played. If you did want to get into the music business or whatever like phase I was going through and you wanted to be a part of that, say what you want. It's, it's, it's easy to say what you want. Trying to guilt somebody into something is the worst fucking human thing I think you know what I'm saying? A quote unquote friend or acquaintance could do to you. And how do you get past that ultimately, right? Because I just saw him last, uh, John, not Keith. I ain't seen Keith in forever. Big shout out to you, Keith. Hope you're amazing. Um, but I, I saw John, and John has since, because I outed him before about that in the story, in the form of storytelling. Y'all, y'all remember that? I had, um, for all my new people, that's, that's my, my day ones, nobody. But anyway, so. I saw him at the CQ thing, the last one we did in Detroit. And it was, you know, he's gotten it. Say hello, keep it moving. If there's any extra conversation, it'll be. But like, it's hard to move past shit like that. Because for me, I'm so good to people. I'm so loyal to people. But when it it, it, it kind of separates, I let God lead me. I don't, I don't stay where I, I know I'm not supposed to be. Not even by my choice sometimes. God takes me in the direction I'm supposed to go, but I'm always pleasant. And that's why to your point, Taylor, and I was going to get into that. You know, when you get older, you realize that you do have to put people in boxes. You do have to put people in categories. That way you can enjoy them in those moments. There are going to be some friends, y'all, that only want to live in the past. And guess what? When y'all get together, y'all can key key and get drunk and talk about all the old shit and have a good time and keep it fucking moving. I've learned to enjoy that. You got cold liars as friends. People that make up shit every time is a gathering and you know that motherfucker gonna lie. You know how to get away from the lie. You know how to come back to the lie as it's in to get into rejoin the conversation. There's just things you understand about your friends and your peers and it's cool. But the judgment piece y'all is why I'm telling you not to revisit the past because you put yourself in a judgment space one way or the other if you don't fuck with that person no more. There was something that was said or done and y'all judge each other and y'all can't go back to that because that judgment will always be in play. The way that you left that will always be in play. That's why like, you gotta deal with the now. That's my point in the politics shit. We can't keep judging motherfuckers on what they did. What are they doing? Because there's no, and somebody else said, and, and y'all can chime in this if you want to, somebody else said about democracy been over. No, it's not. You want to see democracy being over? Go to a dictatorship, please. Go on over to a country where you don't have rights. It was literally people saying this in, in, in our dialogue, from the comments on the TKBS town hall to the DMs to the comments. And I'm like, what do you mean? Democracy is not over? If democracy was over, the insurrection would have worked. That motherfucker still be in power. And trust and believe when that does happen, because I do believe somebody did say this, and I do believe this. All great civilizations have to fall, right? I don't know if it'll happen in the next couple generations for America, but they're gunning for us. They just gunning for us. So we done did so much fucked up shit around the globe. We done got them, you know, you see we have space on everybody's territory. We got embassies, we got we got nukes, we got things on it. I mean, they coming for us. And I do believe that at some point, you know, somebody gonna try us in the form of taking 
over some shit. I don't know. I think it's the end of the world. That's why, like they say, World War III hasn't happened because it, the nuclear shit you can't really come back from. That's like literally when you see yeah. these movies, Hunger Games, and how shit can't grow in this region or this place is contaminated. I mean, that's. But that looks like what the future. How do y'all feel about that? Because, and we can go back to this for a minute because. I don't think people understand the severity of getting to their there now versus it's going to happen later in history. I believe it's going to happen. I just don't believe it has to happen now. How do y'all feel about that? So I think that um, people have different definitions of what they view as democracy and they have different definitions of what whenever they start arguing about things. Mm -hmm. My first question is usually how do you define that? Because we can't be defining it the same. Right. We cannot be defining it the same because like you said, I don't know. I don't know if you said it in the last episode or or another time, but you were like, try living somewhere where they tell you when you can get up and go to sleep Hello? and eat, how many kids you can have and all of those types of things. Because if they're not defining it in the same way, then we're not having a conversation. We are you are having a, a not you're not having dialogue. You are doing a monologue and nobody's really listening. That's right. We're not on the same page. You're in chapter seven and we're in chapter three. What are you doing? What are you talking about? <laughs> right. I need to know. I have to have clarification of what your definition of this is so that we can have a conversation. Because if not, you're just making a speech. Man, round of applause for your face. I, you know, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I, and I believe that, and I'll get back on the friendship thing as we begin to close out the episode because you know, again, as you get older, you make decisions based on more of your needs than your wants, right? I think coming up, you know, and as we look back at the past, a lot of stuff we wanted. I wanted to make sure my crew, you know, got a, a chance. Like, where we from? We just didn't have the blueprint. We didn't have the guidance. Everybody wanted to take. My generation was the most taken from generation in history. And I say that because we were the first generation to crack a trillion a trillion dollar hip hop business. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like if we had like support, you know what I mean? Like in pushing us forward, we would have got there. But like my crew, I did everything I could do until I couldn't do anymore. How do y'all feel about that? Because I feel like you do owe your friends that really were a part of your life, encouraging you you know, listening to your ideas, helping you implement. I, I, I do think that core, by the way, which I still have today, that core is still my core. But I feel like, and then I have a little story time after y'all give me y'all perspective, but I feel like you do get to a place where it ultimately separates, not because of wants, but because of needs. I don't think that the word oh is, is, is necessary here. Mm. I think that you do right by people when you could do right by them in the way that benefits you and them. I like it's that. gotta be mutually excuse exclusive and it's got to benefit both parties. Not saying that it's a business deal, not any of that, but it's life. Life is business. Yeah. And the thing Facts. is, when you feel like you owe somebody, then it's going to be give and take. It's gonna be tit for tat. Nobody is going to ever come out on top if you are having the mindset that you owe them. You don't owe them, but the thing is you give back and you bring them to you bring them to a vacation spot or whatever. Yeah. You do what you can because you are the friend that you are, and you have made it to a different point in life. But you don't owe anybody anything. Yes. My my parents always said, "I ain't gotta do nothing but stay black and die." That's it. Come on, come on, mama, daddy, come on, mother and dad. Listen, I 
wholeheartedly <laughs> agree. And I have a sister story time. So me and my crew's dream, y'all, was, you know, after dominating the Atlanta party scene was to start a record label. Back in the day, the record label game was like the dope game. We figured we could get in, take over, and we had an opportunity to move to LA. Um, I had ran into this lady who was like, she wanted to do a label with me. I gave all my friends. Yeah, she wanted to be, for sure. For sure, stop that camera, we gotta. We gotta. We gotta get through the story. Okay. So I got them all salaries. We moved to LA. We got offices in Santa Monica. We got studios in the Valley. We are doing it, y'all. We are living our dream. All of my best friends got salaries and we moved to LA. And, you know, when I think about the journey and I think about all the things that happened, you know, during that time, there was some some envy going on, some and I wouldn't call it jealousy, but it could have been some jealousy, right? Like what I was getting versus what other people were getting. Um, and in that moment, I'm like, this is my core. Like these are, you know, when people talk about day one, these are my day ones. And I could never look at it like somebody was trying to like be, you know, jealous or envious. Although that was happening, I could never like look at it like that. I could never look at it and just be like all right he don't fuck with me you know what i mean or he wants bad for me you know even with all the things that happened i had to begin to step outside of myself because one thing i do know about growth y'all you got to see yourself for who you are right and i had to step back and look at me all right what am i doing i'm the one who put us in this position i'm the one who got us here what else is there that i could do what else is left for me to do? So this was, was when this was happening, this was God. This wasn't like, you know, oh yeah, I'm just gonna bite the bullet, take this energy and keep it moving. No, I had to separate to grow. And it wasn't separating from my friendships, ladies and gentlemen. That's what sometimes I think we, you know, don't realize. You don't have to sometimes not fuck with somebody to move on. You just gotta deal with them differently. You know, and I'm so thankful for my friends, man, because as I've gotten older, those friends are still my friends. Those friends and I have those moments, you know what I'm saying, that made us better. So that when we are together, there's no reminiscing from a point of disappointment. There's only reminiscing from a great fucking time in our lives. Because just like I was making decisions for myself and separating on how I needed to grow, they were doing the same. The reason I'm telling y'all that story is because it's the biggest pivot at that point in my life I had to make. All I knew was my friends. All I knew is what we had built together. Getting locked up, going to jail, doing all the things we did together. But from, from where we're from, we're thinking that's the, you, and to Sugar's point, correcting me. I have not acted like I owed anybody, but I just said it again because that was the mindset. They was down, man. I got I, I got to take care of the big homie. I got to, to this day, like if my big homie called me, he needs something, he getting it. Like, it's not even a question because of the things we grew, but that's not me living in the past. That's me honoring the past. That's me using the past to help my future, to help my growth, to help my community, to help TKBS Nation. All these stories have helped people's lives. Me talking about people, and naming them has helped their lives because guess what? There's people I've mentioned on here in story time that was still in that era, 
still feeling those same emotions, but listened to this and got over it. And guess what? They showing up how they want to be received. Because you can't possibly show up how you want to be received. You still the old you. Hello? 30 years later? Y'all still showing up mad about such such when you see time. Oh, you showing up now because Corey did X, Y, and Z. That girl wasn't nothing to you. You ain't like her no motherfucking way. <laughs> and this is where we, this is where we can't have community. This is where we stay mad at each other. This is how we keep pointing the finger. This is how we stay in this rut we've been in. Do you remember, girl? Because I do. I was there. You don't have to keep reminding me. And nor do we have to keep reminding each other. Because leaving the past in the past will allow new beginnings to be built on new energy. I want y'all to give some uh, energy to that. Thank you for the round of applause over there, Tiffany. I see you in the corner, babe. Uh, but I want y'all to give the nation some energy to that as we depart episode 68, Remember the Time. I would say leave the past in the past. Whatever moving forward, whatever your vision is, think about your vision for your future. Yeah. Write that down and move on it because living in the past is not going to get you anywhere but probably like bring up some old trauma and that kind of thing learn from your trauma heal from your trauma uh and just just move forward yeah that's basically love that love that round of applause glad you came back into focus we need your face taylor your past has to be a springboard it should never be a fence um, it is good mm. to have your past to help you understand where you need to be. And the only way you can really do that is to be honest, um, especially as you get older. You know, you lied as a kid because you were afraid of the consequences. Mm. Now that you are an adult and nobody is there to give you a spanking or a whooping, there should be no reason why you are lying. Facts. Like, there's just no reason to lie. So the only way you're going to move forward in life, one is honesty. You have to be honest about your past, what hurt you, what you didn't like, what you need to do better. We're talking about accountability, where you lack, you know, I guess the knowledge to move forward on certain things. Like be honest with yourself. Right. That way your past is not going to be a fence, but it will be a springboard to help you get to the next stage in life. Round of applause. You need to drink Pinot Grigio before every episode in the middle of the day. Mm-mm. Love you. Mm-hmm. Dr. Sugar. So I'm going to piggyback off both of my people right here. Taylor said fit. Kendra said future. Mm. You really have to know where you are trying to go yeah. in order to move on. If you don't have a vision for your life, you will not be going anywhere fast. You will literally mm-hmm. be in a rocking chair saying that you're moving, but you're not making no progress. Okay. Mm. And if you are looking through a knot hole in a fence, you can only see what's in front of you. If you knock that fence down and look all the way across, you can see the full, the full gamut of what you can, what you can do, what you can have. So it all ties together in the fact that you're not looking behind you. Ain't no need to circle back. Facts. Do not spin the block. Do not spin the block. I, I tried it. Baby, and I tell you it was a fail. Yeah. Don't spin the block. There is no need. Because all you gonna get is the same foolishness. Okay? Man, round of applause. Mm. That you know, I don't think y'all understand uh, all of my people's genius that they share with you every week. And speaking of my genius, um, I don't know if y'all saw that uh, <laughs> that uh, story that I put with the Soul to Soul Keep on Moving song as I was taking off from Radford in that nasty ass weather. That fucking chorus or verse rather was so poignant 
And it's like, y'all, when I give y'all these Soul Food Sundays and I give y'all these little messaging throughout the weeks, songs, I leave with intent. Y'all gotta leave with intent, y'all, about who y'all wanna be in the future, y'all. It has to be intentional, y'all. Like the things I do, the way people are connected with me is fucking phenomenal to me. It blows me away because I intentionally do the shit to keep them connected. And it has nothing to do with them buying shit from me. It has nothing to do with them fucking coming to a party. And I'm glad I've like gotten all that out my system because the meaningful shit, us getting to where we need to be as a community is the reason, y'all. I was talking to Jessica this morning. Like I wake up every morning and I see everybody saying nothing. It's unbelievable. These devices got everybody saying nothing. There's no intentionality. There's only an agenda for clicks and likes. And when you got a fucking offering like this, these beautiful people with me on this podcast, the people in our nation, other people that are doing great things with intentionality, telling you things you need to know with a little opinion in there, but more inclusive than giving. So I... I I just hope you guys are taking advantage of this, man, and sharing this with your communities because it is our lifeline. So without further ado, Kendra, lead us up out of here, baby. One, two, three. The, the, dream, the dream is real. The dream is real.